0: Garcia Diaries. Welcome back to the Garcia Diaries podcast. It's a girl sitting here with my husband slash co-host. My name is Bethany, which well, hopefully you know that by now. Sitting here with Anthony.
1: What's going on, everybody?
0: Oh my gosh, so we're a little late this week, but we had technical freaking difficulties that were so annoying, um, but we're here. We got this. One
1: of our mics like took a crap on us. We tried. We tried to like record off of record one mic. We tried to record with
0: one mic. It did not work.
1: It didn't work. So did not work
0: out at all. So here we are. We had to overnight a cord and a mic, and we're back. Anywho.
1: What do you got on the docket for us today?
0: We have a few things. Today we're going to talk about Chris... Wait, are we talking about that or are we saving that for the Patreon? Oh, sorry. If you guys want to hear us talk about Chrissy Teigen and her drama, subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash The (laughs) Garcia Diaries.
1: Who knows? Maybe you'll be there and you'll find a nice sweet surprise (laughs) for your head top. What's that? Drake said it, so...
0: For your head top?
1: Yeah, he says it in some of his songs.
0: What's the surprise
1: though? $5 tier.
0: Oh yeah, we added a new tier. Okay. Um, for real though, we're going to talk about Super Nanny, an update, because I've gotten a lot of questions this past week about our experience on Super Nanny. It must be like playing or something, because lots of questions. And then we're going to go into some confessions that are a little nasty, a little crazy, a little wild, and here we go. You ready for this? Let's do it. The first confession says... Sex with married men is the best sex there is. I'm not married. (laughs) I think she's saying like she's not the married one. You know what I mean?
1: I kind of feel like if I was a single man and I was on the prowl for a female to sleep with, I would be hitting up like moms. You you want to hit
0: up a tired mom? Moms don't want to have sex with you. Listen, because we have to. A, the moms have to take care of their family all day long. They have to. They're like out here having sex with their husbands or avoiding it. No, that's like the last person that you want to seek after. I feel like maybe it's more exciting or something because it's forbidden, because it's morally wrong, <laughs> but definitely not moms like if some guy's trying to get at me i would be like bro like i already have to have sex with my husband (laughs) like i'm not having sex with you too i feel
1: like it's the experience that maybe you know obviously she's
0: been been here done that you know (laughs) she's got
1: she's got some
0: expertise
1: in this so Uh, maybe it's the same like on a female like
0: we don't need to react to this next one but i do want to mention it because somebody said confession Tuesday makes me so horny and I just felt like that needed to be I I can't carry that by myself I need everyone to carry that load with me
1: <laughs> I guess that can be looked at as like a blessing and a curse like
0: it's just mostly you can a get curse. turned
1: on by like the smallest thing but then what if it's the wrong time, wrong place, and the smallest thing turns you off?
0: What about confession? Is it, it the cousins? Is it the tiny dicks? Is it the beating up the balls? Like, what is it about Confession Tuesday that's
1: more doing it here. for you? Is it just Confession Tuesday? You're just that's like, just oh, the I'm whole s- day.
0: Like, the whole day. And why, do, why is it my face that's on every story your, it's that your belly does button. it for you? My belly button? Oh, good. Love to hear it. Someone said, my boyfriend is obsessed with ass-eating and face-sitting, and sometimes I'm so tired of it. And this is why you don't go after moms (laughs) we are tired, okay?
1: But that's, I would imagine, obviously I'm speaking from a, I have no experience in this. That's like the beauty. She doesn't want to like do the extra stuff. She just wants to get it done and, you know, move on.
0: I also feel like if my husband was wanting to do all that, I wouldn't be complaining, but that's just me. Anyways. um,
1: Well, (laughs) if there was not a baby sleeping in my bed, popping her head up at the worst times, maybe, you know, a little bit more venturing can happen.
0: (laughs) We tried to be adventurous tonight and do it in the bathroom and it didn't work. We just stopped.
1: My body's not cut out to bend those ways. Yeah. And,
0: and it doesn't work when you're the same height. I feel like the guy needs to be taller. How do you fine.
1: breathe though? Yeah. Like if you're sitting on my face, like, was <laughs> where's, where's the fun in that?
0: Oh, you're circling back to that? Um, not sure. Is that? That's but, the fun of it. Okay. Like how I like being choked. Okay. I think we're getting a little too would, vulnerable.
1: Would that be like a form of BDSM? If you no someone if your like someone sitting on your face? Because you can't breathe. I don't,
0: I don't know. Definitely if also depends on if your If face
1: sitter or like your face sat on. Yeah,
0: hit us up in the DMs. Let us know. <laughs> um, someone said, one time when my partner and I got into an argument and he was in a shitty mood, I put Miralax in his drink so he would have a shitty day.
1: That is fucked up.
0: That's so funny. <laughs> so
1: quick story. When I was a freshman in high school... Was I a freshman? I was was a freshman. I didn't even realize it, but I started having like these awful pains in my stomach. I ran a cross-country meet. It was a Saturday. Ran the meet the morning, had the pains. The pains just like got excruciating and they got worse throughout the day. My mom ended up taking me to the hospital and I was like constipated and so it was like
0: haven't we talked about this before on the podcast was it i don't know
1: but i remember that and so they like whatever it was it was backing up my like urine and i was just like backed up and so i had to get a catheter three times worst experience of my life they sent me home with medicine and said drink miralax and yo right through you
0: you shit your brains up. put
1: it in your drink and you're right on the toilet
0: that's fantastic
1: so to keep that you mind. are a horrible person what me for doing that to your
0: oh the person significant yeah man. i would never do that it just seems like too much effort and then also i'd have to hear you complain but for the in rest our of the day.
1: case like if i'm like stuck on the toilet that's more on your plate because now you have to be with the kids by yourself yeah so it would like actually
0: that's what i'm saying that i would have, have to deal with affect that you. yeah right um somebody said I'm married and have had a crush on my married pastor for four years what do I do first of all nothing I would definitely suggest um, not doing a confessional <laughs> is this the Catholic Church <laughs> don't confess your sins to him um, maybe switch churches <laughs> maybe not maybe don't what is that Bible verse or a Ten commandment or something don't covet Probably also don't shoot on your husband should be a commandment.
1: I have a question based off of this confession. Okay. And maybe crush isn't the right word. But when you're in a relationship, we'll just use the word crush. Are crushes a bad thing?
0: I think like- it, I think it depends because first of all, like I could say, like, oh, I have a crush on Chris Evans. Like it's never gonna happen, right? But also at the same time, I really don't have a crush. Like, I think he's hot. I don't think there's anyone I have a crush on because when I think of crush, I think of you like actively pining for someone and like wanting them, wanting to talk to them, wanting to be around them, like being flirty or intimidated or whatever. Um, I think it's wrong to like want someone else i don't know it's hard so maybe, I, maybe it's just that's not relatable to me because i've never felt like so that. so
1: maybe crush is the wrong word but like let's say
0: like if you both have crushes think, on each other and you're flirting no, like that's it that isn't like a no, gateway to cheating but like
1: what if you have a friend and i'm like oh i think she's beautiful or like i don't it, like does that make sense
0: yeah, I think you can think someone's, like, hot or beautiful or appreciate how they look or whatever without, like, actively, like, wanting them.
1: True, because cr- crush means you want them. Is that...
0: I mean, I don't know. Like, for me, if I said, oh, I Kay. have a crush on someone... I'm
1: going to pull up dictionary.com just to see.
0: Oh, here we go. Because just, maybe she's, like... I'm just thinking, like...
1: What if the pastor's cute? Like,
0: Yeah, if you can think someone's cute without... But I feel like... For example, if I have a crush on someone, I'm going to be like, oh, hi. Or like thinking about them every day. Like if I have a crush on someone, I'm thinking about them. I don't know, but I haven't had a crush on someone since like high school. (laughs) And I feel like you can't have a crush on someone. Like, can you have a crush on someone you're married to or like.
1: Okay. Crush definition. an Intense and usually passing infatuation. Okay.
0: So infatuation to me is like you're thinking about them all the time. Yeah, so an intense infatuation.
1: But, like, what if the local burrito spot, there's like a really cute girl that works there? And I think think, she's cute. I think
0: thinking someone's cute is not.
1: But, like, I think that's fine. What if that's my favorite burrito spot because she works there?
0: Well, are you going to flirt with her? And also, what's the name of this place? No, I'm just Mm, hypothetical. All right. Um, Sure.
1: Is that wrong?
0: Is what wrong? To eat a burrito and think a girl's cute? No.
1: but like, does that upset you? If that were, like, but
0: I don't care. That's the thing too. Is like no- nothing really upsets me. Don't just don't put your penis in someone. Or okay. Yeah, don't put your penis. I, I thought yes, I said that wrong. Yes, but, but yeah, please okay, don't. let stick me rephrase it,
1: it. I go out of my way to go to this specific gas station because. Yeah, the- that's
0: an intense infatuation true i think that's wrong true
1: <laughs> so you Agreed can think no? someone no, i'm
0: scared yeah no no i mean i don't go to the
1: gas station <laughs> i go to fry's gas station um i think i got off on a tangent there i don't think i'm explaining what i want to say so having a crush, you're
0: saying that you want to eat someone's burrito or am it, i <laughs> misunderstanding
1: no I don't know. I don't. I don't know if this made sense at all. So you can think the pastor's cute, but having a crush is kind of overstepping the boundary.
0: Yeah, I would say crush is a little intense.
1: Okay, because it means you're infatuated. Yeah. You should be infatuated with the Lord if you're in church. Yeah. Not the pastor.
0: <laughs> Truth.
1: So don't act on this. Wait, if you think about it,
0: religion is kind of like having a crush on Jesus. True <laughs> it's that. It's an intense infatuation. True that. Sorry guys. Sorry. Don't mean to offend anybody,
1: <laughs> but don't act on it. Just,
0: just stop having a crush maybe, on your pastor. Maybe
1: find a new church so that way you don't feel tempted. Yeah, to you know, do something that you would regret. But what if the pastor doesn't feel the same way about her?
0: But what if he does? That's terrible. Then that's you a have problem. A Carl Lent situation.
1: That's a problem.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Someone said moving on from pastors to porn stars. Someone said. Two porn stars wanted to hook up with me. They were dating. They broke up and I ended dating the guy for a while. Had to get tested for STDs and sign a contract. Super romantic. (laughs) Would you do all that? Like, so
1: I've been on TikTok a lot.
0: Yeah, we know. You've been quoting it constantly.
1: I don't know. TikTok just like, it's way he better just than walks re-
0: around and he's like, Shee! and it's I'm like, what re- are you saying?
1: It's way better than Reels. It's, I don't know, just. I will it-
0: say, let me say really fast. When I am scrolling through Reels, it takes me a good five minutes to find something that makes me laugh out loud. When I scroll through TikTok, it's usually by the f- the first or the second video, I'm in tears. Like TikTok, there's no comparison. Sorry, Instagram, but TikTok is so much funnier.
1: But anyway, back to TikTok. I saw this video that popped up on my feed from this guy, and he was like, someone asked him a question, and I guess he was a porn star, and he was like, they get tested like every six to like 10 days. And with that being their job, they're not out here doing potentially dangerous things to get themselves STDs, because that potentially impacts their money. Right. So, they're constantly getting tested. I'll tell you for myself, I'm 25 years old. I've never got tested. Now, I've been married to my wife since I was 17. Like, our situation's different. But how many people do I know that have been tested for STDs? I don't think very many. How many people Probably a lot
0: more than you think. That's not something people just go and talk about because... There's so much shame and it's so taboo. But,
1: okay, I feel like porn stars, if they're, you know, in the actual porn star industry, um, real porn stars, not just, like, your camera in the bedroom. Yeah. They're tested frequently and they don't want to get STDs because it hurts their money. Right. So I feel like that notion that porn stars are, like, these dirty, nasty, sick people should be, like should do away they're probably
0: cleaner the cleaner than most people you know
1: because that's what their job
0: entails
1: entails and you know what what's expected of them from their peers on the job
0: bosses yeah sounds like a lot of work but i feel like
1: you know if you're gonna do that porn star might be even better than a mom
0: oh my god Full circle. So someone said, my boyfriend and I are swingers. We were out with another couple and the guy licked my butthole. Felt so good. My boyfriend's never licked my butthole and I won't ever let him. Whoa. That is fucked up. <laughs> That's so mean <laughs> to your poor boyfriend.
1: So I want to know, like, were you in the act out or were you like at the bowling alley and he just licked your butt? Like... Babe, How did they this were probably having
0: se- Like, what do you what do you think? They weren't in a bowling alley. They were having sex. She said
1: they were out. It didn't say they were in.
0: She's, oh, yeah, she did say we were out with another couple. Maybe she meant, like, out of their home. <laughs> or maybe it happened at the bowling alley. Who knows? Lots of balls. Lots of balls. That's kind of messed up. If you're going to let someone else
1: do something to you... And
0: not your partner? Your partner
1: should have those same...
0: Yeah, that's crazy. And she's like very confident in but her maybe life. he
1: just doesn't want to lick the bubble. She more. also
0: used what she said felt so good. She used like a tongue emoji. It made me kind of uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's rude. You yeah, got to let your husband at least rude. get a lick in or something. Well, they're not married. Maybe oh, she's waiting partner. for marriage. Partner.
0: <laughs> she's waiting for marriage. But then their other swinger lovers uh, are allowed to lick it. So that's great.
1: <laughs> so I'm just imagining like... Okay. What, what, what
0: what did your boyfriend's face look like no, When he no, saw that go it. down Wait
1: your partner's uh. never done that to you right So then Was he like can I lick your butthole Or was it just like a
0: lick and Like, you're like wait I want to like, do that <laughs> Like how did that situation play out Oh my god Well someone else said my husband wants me to sleep With other guys because it turns him on Have you ever heard of Cuckolding I think it's called cuckolding Cuckold cuckold something you get like turned on by watching your partner. So kind of when sex I was at people? the
1: adult store, I went to like the really. There's like curtains in this section, and there was like. This like, cage for your manhood. I'd imagine, I'm sorry. What? Like a cage you put around your, man private part.
0: Okay, your penis. Your penis. Okay.
1: I'd imagine that's what a cuckold is.
0: No. It's when you watch your partner have sex with someone else. So like if the thing that turned you on more than anything in the world was to watch me get dicked down by another man.
1: That's cool if that's what you like.
0: Yeah. But are you, okay, can we do that? You watch me? No. (laughs) You watch me, duh. You're not doing it with nobody.
1: I'm... Whatever... <laughs> that's a long what, sound. Well, hey, however
0: you get yourself pleasured... No, that's... It's only to pleasure you.
1: But he's pleasured as well, right? Watching. Who?
0: You are, would watch.
1: But she's not getting pleasured?
0: Babe, cuckolding is when you yes get turned on by me yes. having sex with so someone else. you're not... So you're watching. I would... Im- okay, Wait, but are, do you watch or do you just know that? I
1: would imagine it? that... Okay, let's say I want that. You're on board with that. Yeah. In some capacity. That's so why you're, she
0: said my husband wants me to do that. So, so you're getting, getting
1: pleasured as well by another man. I mean, yeah. Okay, so then win-win win for all. getting
0: pleasured. Win-win-win. Triple win. I'm sure that random man, Chris Evans.
1: (laughs) It's just, you know what? It's not my cup of tea, but like I said. But
0: is your cup of tea.
1: If you are happy and your partner's happy and the third person's happy. (laughs) And
0: the fourth person. Do it. Go on with your bad selves. Uh, That's all I have for you. That's truly... We have so much to think about. Did anyone, like, confess
1: anything not sex-related?
0: No. I mean, the Miralax was not sex-related. And we got to hear about your explosive butthole, so that's awesome. Um,
1: So what I want to know is the people that were here on the Garcia Diary page that were, you know, just not freaks in the sheets... Are you guys still here or did you guys flee?
0: They fled. We just lost so many so many subscribers well, not just now
1: like ever since you started confession Tuesdays. The I don't
0: freaks know, my have audience like come has out. grown a lot. But I think a lot of people are just undercover. Every true. time I look at someone's page they look like a soccer mom or like a
1: You know what I mean? You just proved my point <laughs> from earlier. Yeah, for
0: their husbands Anthony.
1: Well, obviously if she's stepping out on her husband, the freakiness doesn't go away
0: anyways um
1: if you're a mom don't hit me up please i'm this is all hypothetical my sex life is great both doors are open
0: what doors what are you talking about both doors are open nothing i don't know if you guys have heard but we were on this show called super nanny (laughs) anthony hates my bad transitions but i think it's better if it's bad um we've been getting a lot of questions asking for updates Asking if things have, like, what we implemented from the show. If you don't know what Super Nanny is, it's this show that used to be on back in the day with Jo Frost, and she would come into these homes and observe, and then she would, like, wreck your life <laughs> and put it back together again. Um, she would help with It must still and be med-
1: on because a lot of people are like, bringing it up. Yeah. So it's showing somewhere it's in showing the world. showing
0: somewhere. Yeah. Um, Anyways, they came back for an eighth season in 2020 after being canceled for like years.
1: And we were on it.
0: And we were on and it. And if
1: you want to. It's
0: season eight, episode five.
1: If you want to listen to the experience, go to season one.
0: Well, I don't think we. We talked t- about it. We talked about it, but we didn't detail it. So here's the thing. we At that, when we recorded that episode, we couldn't say like, hey guys, we were on Super Nanny. It was more so like, hey, we filmed a TV show. It's from the first season of our podcast called Generational Trauma. And that one's like, we literally recorded that right after we filmed. So, well, like a month.
1: And we didn't actually like name drop the show, but we talked about what we did, how it helped us. And it was kind of just real raw emotions right after.
0: And the thing too is like, we hadn't seen the episode yet. So we filmed in August of 2019. So almost two years ago now. And it didn't air until January 2020, so we hadn't seen it it when we did that episode. Anyways, um, if you've seen the episode, then you'll know what we're talking about. If you want to watch it, I don't know where it's playing, honestly. I just know it was on Lifetime. That's all I know. Um, I don't know where it's like streaming. Anyways, um, we've gotten a lot of questions, like I said, about... Like, are we still implementing what Joe taught us? What was our experience? Was it scripted? Like, stuff like that. So, we'll just dive in.
1: Let's just recap two years, almost two years later. Yeah. All right. So, I'll start. If you were to ask me, hey, how was it filming, being on the show, my answer, it was the best, one of the best things that's ever happened and one of the worst thing that's ever happened. Which kind of doesn't That's make good, sense?
0: No, yeah, but that makes yeah, it makes sense to me because <laughs> I loved it.
1: But the actual work and things that we worked on with Joe, all the stuff that wasn't shown on camera or on the show when it aired, was life changing.
0: Yeah, so we basically filmed for like two plus weeks, and it's a forty-minute episode. And all of the things that literally I would say, like, these were pivotal life changing moments. When people ask you, like, when people ask me, did it help? And I'm like, it changed my life. Like, literally. None of that, none of those moments were shown in the episode. You could
1: (laughs) definitely not tell watching it. Yeah. How much of an impact that it had on us.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. And a lot of the stuff that was shown was like,
1: copy and paste it and different scenes that they piece together. Yeah,
0: it's not or stuff that was kind of overproduced and like that we were really disappointed with what the episode showed because I thought it could have been like very powerful and if it actually had shown what we'd gone through and the moments that I'm talking about are like discussing childhood trauma and deep therapy, intense therapy and really getting the to the root of the issues of mine and Anthony's, like, why we were clashing, what was going on in our marriage at that time, and it all stemmed back to childhood trauma for both of us. And that's kind of what we had talked about in that other episode. Anyways, none of that stuff was shown. None of it. <laughs> so, um, it's kind of hard to even explain, like, how it changed our life without going into all of that. The other thing, too, is, like, we... Did, everyone asks, do we still implement everything that we taught? Oh, and people are always like, why do you guys rent if you are if you have enough money to spend $4,000 on DoorDash and Uber Eats? And it's like, we don't spend that much money on freaking DoorDash. We never did. Another thing that was a little overproduced. You know what I mean? Um, so it's reality TV. It's obviously not all 1,000% real, but... Um, yeah, like we, everything that she taught us, we kind of took to heart. And some of it we had to put in our own words and do it in our own way. Um, people ask, do you still go to the clubhouse to work? Well, a month after it aired, uh, the pandemic happened. And all of our amenities were shut down. So no, I don't go somewhere else to work. Um, I have a desk in my bedroom and... That's really what I've been doing because, you know, we all had to make everyone's life change when the pandemic happened. But um, the biggest difference from then and now is definitely the way that we talk to each other, how we talk to each other in front of the kids. And that's something that we implemented immediately. And like, obviously, it took us a while to adjust and we were kind of having to like help each other out a little bit after she left. But that was like the most important thing to us is to not speak to each other the way we had been previously.
1: Uh, Yeah, so a lot of the techniques and things that she showed us were kind of extreme. Um, And who knew, like Bethany said, a few months after, or not even a few months. Yeah, a few months after we had filmed that the whole world would go to shit. Everyone would work from home. So now you know, like with Bethany, one of the things was how do you balance working from home and being with your kids? Well, guess what? 2020,
0: everyone, everyone had, to. had to do
1: that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but for me, having just quit my job, I was still trying to find my purpose. You know, I knew that I was quitting my job to be a stay at home dad to, you know, input my time and with the kids, but it, wasn't it didn't seem like i was doing a good job you know what i mean yeah. um it seemed like the house was still dirty if not more dirty and the, you know what i mean like i spent all day cleaning and the house was a mess and laundry was piling up and so for me going into filming i was like i quit my job but i i don't feel like i'm doing anything well, productive I think
0: at that point you weren't confident at all in your role as a stay home dad and i think a lot of the wisdom that she left you with really helped build up your confidence and like you're like the best well stay-at-home she dad now. she
1: helped me realize that hey yes you're not bringing in a paycheck you're not bringing money but what you're inputting into the kids and the things you're teaching the kids and the time spent with them you can't put a price on that.
0: Yeah, and that's leaving a legacy, you know what I mean? And
1: so she helped me to realize that and to get away from the societal pressure that hey, the man has to be the provider and da-da-da. and I tell you what, if it wasn't for that, I don't think we make it through 2020. Yeah. Um, because we were already struggling with me being home 24-7. How do we, you know, uh, what's the word? How do we work together, being together yeah, all how do the we time? we it work? Um, but if we wouldn't have gone through that, I don't believe we'd make it through
0: 2020. No, I think, and I, I say that we were like hanging on by a thread before we filmed, and that is a little dramatic, but honestly, if it had kept going on like that, like we were not... In a good place.
1: Like we went to Disneyland and spent the whole t- and fought the whole time. Yeah, and you know literally what I mean? the
0: seven hour ride home, we just fought.
1: And it was like we were slowly rolling towards somewhere that we don't know what it would have led to, but it wasn't down a good path. Yeah. So that's why I say like going through the process of filming Super Nanny, um, interacting with Joe was life changing. Um, and not to say that, oh, you know what she did, everything's easy now. Cause there are days when I'm just like, I should go back to work because this, the kids are all five are like being horrible. Like those days still happen
0: to, I'm sure to everyone. Yeah.
1: And there's days where, you know, doing I the don't, show
0: just didn't make life easy. For we us. don't feel like, yeah. I don't feel like
1: cooking. So we order all day and you know what I mean? Like that stuff still happens just not as often and you know i we i take those punches on the chin and we keep moving forward
0: and i think our communication so much better and we're not fighting through those moments and we're more of a team than we were but um a lot of people ask because i think a lot of people see the episode and assume that you know that behavior still occurs with deuce and stuff it's so crazy, though, because, you know, he used to cuss like that. This is almost two years now. So I think of that and I, I don't even recognize that child. You know what I mean? It's so weird to me because Deuce is literally the sweetest, most affectionate, tender hearted boy. And none of our kids have cussed in like almost two years now. It was mostly him. Well, it was only him. But um, when we filmed we stopped talking the way we had been, sp- that we'd stopped speaking to each other like that, like cussing at each other and being mean to each other and stuff like that. Like we literally was like cold turkey, stop acting like that. And obviously there was a lot of hard moments after that where we had to pull it together, but we s- definitely stopped speaking like that in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. Deuce stopped speaking like that almost immediately after we stopped, like almost immediately um. So just changing that little thing of like, don't cuss at each other. Don't talk like that. Don't treat each other with respect, especially in front of the kids. Though, like he stopped speaking like that. Um, I can't even imagine him saying stuff like that today. Like, it just seems so foreign to me. There are definitely things though that we were like, uh, it's not for us. Well, as far as the schedule goes too, because she's like, okay. Anthony, you need to take all four kids at that point to the store to go grocery shopping with you. And it's like, why would you do that if you don't have to? Like I'm right here. Like you don't need to take, it's just added stress.
1: I think the schedule is probably the one thing that after like a week of her leaving, it just died.
0: Yeah. Because we, we kind of morphed it into our own schedule. Yeah. But like she had a
1: schedule broken down like by the hour. Yeah. And And
0: one of it was like every day at 7 PM, Anthony needs to go to the pool and have an hour of alone time. And he was like, I don't want to go to the pool. Like, I don't even like, like, I don't want to do that. And so for him, it was more so once the kids go to bed, let me play an hour of my video game, or let's watch a show together. Or there was different ways for him to have alone time. Um, that made more sense for his personality and our lifestyle. You know what I mean? Um, what else from the schedule well, then i'm it, trying to think well then
1: you got you got hg was you were you pregnant or did you get pregnant the i got year? pregnant
0: in november so like right after so you got
1: pregnant and then a few months later you get really sick and it's like yeah you were confined to the room and then it was me doing everything so the schedule just kind of yeah
0: it went out the window and then the pandemic and we made. still
1: <laughs> to this day have a semi-structured schedule you know what i mean but it's yeah. not like we have to do because we, we do the homeschool it's not like we have to do homeschool at this time to this time and yeah
0: it's not broken down by hour the
1: day the days are similar but times just change yeah.
0: the biggest thing that we implement still that joe taught us is the disciplining how we discipline the kids Because we do not spank or hit or do anything like that. Like, we implement what she taught us for disciplining, which you'll know what it is if you watch it. Um, And then also how we speak to each other, our communication, our marriage. Like, I literally think that she saved our marriage, which is kind of crazy, and, like, I don't say that lightly. Um,
1: But it's not like in that moment...
0: I felt like we were getting,
1: like we were on the road for a divorce. No, yeah. Just seeing how life played out and what happened in the world, it was like a tumbleweed. We would have just kept rolling. Yeah, the issues would have gotten bigger and bigger, and it would have. I think it would have, like you said, ended in divorce, or we would have separated.
0: Yeah, I think so for sure. Um, and it wasn't in that moment where I was like, "Oh my God, she saved us!" Like it was months if not a year after, I looked back and I th- and I realized like, oh my God, she changed our lives. You know what I mean?
1: It just wasn't shown in the episode. Yeah,
0: none of the stuff that changed our life was shown, but it's fine. It's all good.
1: All I know <laughs> is if we ever do TV again. We never will. <laughs> if we do, we need to have, be able to see it, have some sort of input on what or That's, else we're it's not like doing why it.
0: the Kardashians are executive producers of their yeah, show. Like because not. they get to choose what goes into it. And it's almost like when like I've always felt like like, oh I'm real on Instagram, blah blah blah. And like especially on our podcast the first season, we really got into stuff that I'd never gotten into on Instagram. But you're still curating your feed and you're still curating the persona you want people to view you as on Instagram. This was like a whole diff, like you cannot curate it whatsoever, but also like produce to be who they want you to be. Exactly. So it's weird. Also, here's some tea. Um, Three of the couples from that season are divorced. (laughs) Now. (laughs) Anyways, if you watched that season, you can guess. Um,
1: So here's what I recommend. If you feel like you could use some help or some guidance some structure in your life with your kids. You can hire Joe Frost without the cameras. Do it. Yeah. She, I don't know how much it she's is, so. a wizard. She knows what she's doing. Just don't have the cameras around. <laughs> don't do it.
0: Unless you want to be on TV, but just be prepared for Twitter to absolutely murder you. <laughs> oh my gosh wait have we ever talked about oh we haven't talked about the hidden camera thing ever on the podcast i don't think oh my gosh (sighs) all right so we'll
1: we'll go we can get into that so before cameras even started rolling in our home beth and i did on camera interviews and we just gave up all the tea All the issues we had. We tell
0: our story. Exactly.
1: Like, and we, you know, we, they take you to this off to the side and we did that. So we told them everything. What set me off, what I didn't like. And we'd
0: already told them all this in all of the like million interviews we did beforehand. But this was like on camera.
1: So not realizing that they were just going to use what we said and create different scenarios to get a reaction out of us. So they told us that the cameras in the bedrooms were strictly video. So well, before you say
0: that, when they first arrived, they put these like security looking cameras in every single room, hallway, everything. And they said it's like for our safety and theirs and just to like kind of keep track of what we're doing. Um, And so there's one in our bedroom and they said it does not have audio. Just video. It's just video.
1: So, One night, they, we're not going to get into details, they poked the bear, and it was a very sensitive topic in our marriage, and it was, it was, and then they leave
0: us to deal with the fallout of everything, and so we get into a fight, and it was bad, there was name calling, it was, it's like that, it was very hard to watch, but also we didn't know that it was being recorded um
1: yeah they had left they had left they had left everything so
0: whatever and the next day we like resolve it we work it out everything's fine so when the episode airs this moment with audio is in the episode
1: twitter killed me
0: yeah i mean you deserved it i said something that i should have said and they killed me rightfully so but that was really hard to watch too because it was like by the time it aired we had really started repairing our marriage and he was like it was night and day of like who Anthony even was because it was almost six months later. It was a while later. Like I would have rather
1: had have them yeah show the clip of us going into the closet for about twenty five minutes and then coming out. Oh my god, than, Anthony! Than them that you know, but
0: anyways, yeah. I wonder if people like actually had sex like that. We're filming.
1: We did, but just no. Off I mean, camera. in the
0: on the camera. Oh. Because, <laughs> I don't think they knew that it was being like monitored like it was jesus anyways that's a little bts funny. i just
1: remember he's like sitting on the couch and then like i got an itch on my balls and so i like went to scratch it, and i was like oh shit there's a camera right there like just pointing <laughs> at they it. Ha-
0: the producers like have a van outside <laughs> where they're like watching everything all day long oh Ugh. and then we had like mic packs on all day long and so if you had to go to the bathroom okay you guys know i have ibs so I like any time I eat I get diarrhea. And so that was hard when filming. <laughs> So they would like, I would be like, I have to go to the bathroom. And so the mic guy would come and like take my mic off every time. So finally, after a few days, I just started like turning it off myself yeah, and like figured out
1: how to use yeah, it. Yeah.
0: I was like, I'm not telling them every time I have to go to the bathroom. And one time there was this really intense conversation happening and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sick. I think I'm going to throw up, but I really just ran to the bathroom to go diarrhea because I was embarrassed. All the, the cameraman after was like, do you want some of my stomach? whatever oh, yeah, medicine. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was oh. definitely
1: an experience um you know one day deuce will probably be used as like a tiktok and oh my gosh like, have you
0: seen those trends on tiktok it's like the kid and he was like to the lady that stole my binky and then it shows him <laughs> on a uh, super nanny like as a baby and he's like an adult now oh. he's like i'll always remember you or something that's so funny i
1: think that with the, i don't know i wonder how it's gonna affect our kids or like how they play because like you're not like a regular mom like you have a pretty big social media following you have a blue check on instagram so like you're not just like the family in mesa that went on with their lives like you're kind of a oh
0: like the family in mesa that just filmed super nanny and then exactly
1: the, and then yeah. you know what i mean like you're in the spotlight so, not the spotlight the flashlight you know you have a the flashlight, flashlight.
0: On you. i don't have a spotlight on me yeah. i just have a flashlight i wonder
1: how that works out in the future but anything else you got i don't for think us? it matters it's i time. don't think it does either but he's not like just also a regular like if kid. you google
0: like, us i'm sure it comes up but the kids are not googleable in that but stuff, what i'm so. saying is
1: like deuce's story his cranio story yeah it was shared by pc like Pete phoenix like PCH, hospital yeah. the dying did a yeah. whole thing for him like yeah. he's not just a regular kid like he's got a compelling story he's got a you know semi-famous mom no i'm and not
0: i don't like i don't think so at all i don't know you know what i mean i guess like, we'll see hopefully we we'll probably just are continually fucking them up face <laughs> <laughs> for so much therapy sorry kids <laughs> anyways If you guys have any more questions about Super Nana, you can always DM us. I would much rather answer them in private anyways, because I feel like the more I post about it, the more questions we get on Instagram. So that's why I thought it would be better to address everything in this podcast. Anything else you got to say? What what would you rate your experience out of 10 stars?
1: Like a seven. And that's
0: including the experience and like the episode and everything? Yeah. I would say my experience was like nine out of 10. Well, so, you didn't get
1: killed on Twitter. So
0: amazing. No, listen, my experience. Oh, experience. Okay. Was nine out of 10. And I felt like it helped so much. And I loved her. And she was amazing. She's terrifying. She's in my nightmares. And she's also like the best thing ever. Um, and then once the show aired, it dropped like a three out of 10. But
1: like, I wouldn't have been. Oh, the other if- thing
0: people ask is like, is Joe Frost like nice or is she mean or whatever? Like she's, I, mi- nice. she's so mean and so n- nice and she literally genuinely cares and loves you and she's definitely very like assertive and aggressive and all the things that she needs to be for some of these families if you've seen the episodes um, but also what really really like stood out to me is that when she left and the show was over it wasn't like she left like she still calls us. She called me a few, what was it, like a month or so ago and was like, hey, I saw your Instagram story of Bronx still having a binky. Like, what's your plan with that? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, literally, at like, 9.30 p.m. she called me. Um, so she still keeps up to date with us. She replies to my stories all the time. She calls us. We can always go to her for advice when we need it. And there's been many times where we've been, like, on the phone with her. We're talking through stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah. She genuinely cares. And I think that's what makes... It all work, but, oh, definitely never going on TV <laughs> again, ever. Um, Unless too much anxiety. The Circle wants me to go on there. Oh, Anthony wants to go on The Circle so bad. That's just, that show is so stupid. It is. It's, it's so it's, stupid. It's He's obsessed with it. <laughs>
1: just like every show you watch is Whatever.
0: The Real Housewives it's is stupid. It's cinematic genius. The
1: Circle, you can be who you want.
0: Oh, my God. Anyways. Thank you guys for joining us this week. Um, We are almost at 100K downloads, you guys, which is so crazy and so exciting. So if you want to help us hit 100K, tell your friends about the podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram at at the Garcia Diaries, at Diaries, and we will see you next week. Peace. It's Garcia Diaries!